106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Bartender knows what we want. We're a regular, everyday, two-for-one family. Keeping each other from thinking too much. Someone's always buying if you ain't got money. Cause everyone needs drinking buddies. Yeah. We're back, buddy. Back, uh, episode 11, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to CD's Booze Reviews. My name is Dalton Knox. I am Chase Mayfield. And I am sorry. I want to start off with an apology to all the ladies out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's off the market, guys. You, I, you uh, had your chance and you missed it. You had your chance and <laughs> you it. Uh, yep, tied the knot, jumped the broom, took the plunge. Whatever other cli- cliche terms, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we'll talk about that uh, here in a bit. But uh, yeah, we got another movie for you this week, and it was my week, and it's a bit of a obscure movie. No, I wouldn't say super well known. No, but um, I we we've, we've both seen it in the past, and it was enjoyable. And what sparked this uh, idea for this movie was i think it was a week or two ago i think two weeks now yeah and i came over to slater's house for some maybe football i don't remember i think it was football yeah and chase comes up to me and he goes dude have you heard the beatles new song and i uh looked at him and i was like what is this 1972 (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) yeah and sure enough do you want to explain i mean you know more about that than i do so what it was is john lennon before he obviously got killed he um, had demos that he, like unfinished songs, basically. And at the time, uh, the rest of the members were trying to finish the song for him, but they didn't have the, from my understanding, the technology to separate his voice from the piano that he was playing on. So now with AI, they were able to separate the voice and then insert all the other Beatle members in. And uh, yeah, they made a song. And it's really good. It is good. So I kind of have a little clip of the song here just so everybody um, can get a little taste of it. And then also go check it out. Pretty cool. But here's a little bit of it. And uh, here you go. That's the entire song. That is not the clip I edited. Oh, well. Per- <laughs> Son of a bitch, man! Still working on on this podcast, I, guys. No, I edited the chorus of the song, and how frustrating! Oh my god, oh, dude! Shit. I that was like I was thought I was gonna be so baller right there. Like, hey, uh, it's okay, it's okay, man. But the song's called "Now and Then." Um, yeah, like Chase said. It's the newest and the last, last yeah. Beatles song. Um, and it's kind of nice to see that they're at least using AI in a positive. Yeah. Manner. Not like, like it's not take the Terminator over the world. yet. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, there you go. 
That's yeah, pretty crazy, though. Anyway. Yeah. Well, now and then, I also saw on uh, HBO Max. Oh, I'm sorry. Max. Max, yeah. It looks like they have a documentary on there. I don't know. I assume it's about the making. I think it is, yeah. I, I should have. I want to check that out. Okay, but anyway, the movie. Yes. Is uh, the movie's called Yesterday. And basically, the song is about a guy in the UK who's uh, independent artist, mm-hmm. plays very small gigs. Very much a uh, struggling of, artist. Yep, busks on the street type thing. And an accident happens. Mm-hmm. He gets hit by a bus. And all this power goes out all over the globe. And when he wakes up, there's certain things that people just... I don't know, like never existed. And yeah. the main focus of that is the Beatles. Yeah. And so he comes out of his little coma or whatever, and uh, they ask him to sing a song. So he sings Yesterday, and everybody's crying, and they're like... Yeah, they well, they uh, got him a gift for... Yeah, a new guitar. The, yeah, a new guitar, and he's like, oh, I'll just sing a good one for you guys, and that's what... So he realizes that he's the only person that knows the Beatles and knows the Beatles songs, so he kind of does what... Really, probably anybody, anybody would, do. would do, and uh, he capitalizes on it and yeah, starts taking credit, makes him super famous, makes yeah. the songs famous again, and becomes like the biggest artist in the world. But the movie's full of lessons, which we'll get into and stuff like yeah. that. Um, super lighthearted. I mean, it's you know. it's a yeah, it's a easy kind of. And it's there. It's comedy ish too. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some, some funny moments, funny, funny parts in it. It's a great movie for the family, I think. And also, you know, listen, the Beatles were around a long time ago, man. So, I mean, even they're before our time. Well, that, well, maybe Mer's time, Mer the Blur. Oh uh, yeah, my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my dad was born in 1951, so so yeah, around his. But I mean, I think it it would be a good movie, like. It, parents are out there and they got like teenage kids or whatever like to oh yeah because it's not a biopic about the beatles yeah. but it's it shows you the impact that the freaking beatles had but the first thing that I, I put on the notes is like i was watching this and i was like watching this guy struggle playing you know concerts for like three people and they're just his friends some of them are like kids yeah and i'm like <laughs> i'm just thinking like it would suck so bad to and, be a musician on, a musician on the grind oh yeah man because you know that's like how it really is oh yeah because like, go you, to nashville bro yeah it's just people playing for dead rooms basically all the time man when i went to nashville when i got a friend there that now he's been there long enough that he kind of tours around and mm-hmm. has steady gigs there in nashville but i talked to him a little bit about it but we go you go to these bars and every single bar's got live music oh yeah you know yeah. whether it's an acoustic set or a whole band what I learned was those bands or musicians do not get paid to play them bars. So it's kind of just promotional kind of the thing bar, going on. Well, they'll they'll basically how you do is you go pound the pavement and you go up to the manager of the bar and you're like, "Hey, do you have five minutes a, or, a night where?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah." And so the only way you make money is tips. So a lot of these people will wake up. They'll go play a coffee house in the morning. Then lunch, they'll go hit this spot. And then at supper, they'll go hit this spot. And Jesus. then at midnight, they'll go. So they're playing four or five shows a day and <laughs> might make maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah. But, but so I was just thinking about that. And I was like, ah, 
that would suck. Yeah. But that's that's kind of part of paying your dues and Yeah, you know, from I well, for most people that's not, you know, you're not going to just go play one bar and happen. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but Well, like the pro- a perfect example right now is uh Bailey Zimmerman, you know. Mm-hmm. He put up like a couple TikTok videos. And that's and how now he's touring with Morgan Wallen. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some people that have been in Nashville for like 12 years that are like, son of this, a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that would, I, I just, I don't know. I just, that watching him do that and struggle on it. But, but it also says something about like, if people are willing to do that for a long period of time, I mean, you got to respect. Oh yeah. The they're very passionate, sure. passionate about their craft. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's, I think he said he's like, um, this was his last gig, and there was like kids running around, and he's telling this girl who's like his best friend, I guess. best friend slash manager. Yeah, yeah, kind of just a a person that helps him tremendously, and um, so he's like, "Oh, just drop me off," and he gets dropped off, and he's like, "Well, that was the last gig," and then he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna ride home," and he's riding the bike, and then all that, like you said, shit happens, and it really <laughs> how did he not die? <laughs> so I have a, he a took couple, a bus head on, dude. Well, a couple of things confuses me about that because the movie never really. Oh yeah, no. Says I, I wrote that down as well. Why? Like he gets hit by the bus and then the globe goes dark and yeah, then it fires it, back up. It's like people just forgot, like, ran, and throughout the course of the movie, it's just like I, random things. Yeah, and the first thing is once he realizes. And he thinks everybody's messing with him, which you would. Yeah, and he's like, okay, you guys are, the joke's over. Yeah. Like, he's getting upset. <laughs> and then his mom or somebody's like, hey, do you want a Pepsi? And he's like, do we have Coke? And she goes, what? And he goes, Coca-Cola. So now there's no Coca-Cola. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then he's Googling all these bands, and he's like, Rolling Stones. Hey. Oh, okay. Childish Gambino. Thank God. <laughs> then he types in Oasis, and mm-hmm. they're not there. That, to me... Kind of made sense because yeah. Oasis has very famously said that the Beatles is like their main influence. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, if there is no Beatles, then, then there's, there's probably yeah. no Oasis. But then throughout the movie, like you said, there's no cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> there's like um, no Harry, no Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. It's like so it just. I don't know if it was they were just being cheeky and they were yeah yeah you know, but um, I did write. Where is it? Oh, how the hell does he remember all the lyrics to these songs? Because that, like, that's yeah. the hard part. Because once he finds out, like, there is no Beatles, he you can see the lights like flashing his head. And he's like, oh, well, I think he was the perfect person to well, be the he, one that remember. Because if you when he opened his closet, you just saw thousands records, of records. Yeah, so he's just a massive music head. But it, later on in the movie. When he's trying to remember more Beatles songs, he can't remember the lyrics. Yeah. So he goes to Liverpool. He walks down Abbey Road. You know, he uh, goes to all these places. Yeah, Strawberry Fields. And, and it starts jogging his memory or whatever. And that's in that. Well, we'll get to that. But so. Oh, well, and then I, I think he even said it. There were some of the songs where he's like, couldn't think of the lyrics. So he just kind of made some something up. Yeah, something to fit in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, when I was seeing all the sticky notes, because he puts sticky notes on his wall, and I was, I'm like, can you imagine having to try to remember all these freaking songs? Like, how would you do that? Like, 
I guess if you're a musician, maybe it's easier for him. But then I, uh, it goes like he does. I think he does like a couple gigs, and like no one's really listening to it. But somehow, like some random dude just happens to be in the bar, and he's like, "Hey, I got a recording studio." Yeah, and they put out like a mixtape, basically. Yeah, uh, like a yeah, or like an EP. Yeah, it's like five songs. Yeah, and that I mean, then I did what uh, one of my questions was is like. What are the odds? Because he gets asked to go on this like local news channel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are the odds that Ed Sheeran just happens to be, you know, watching that channel? Is like, yeah. oh my god. Well, I think it's it's a wholesome part of the movie. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> you and I both know if Ed Sheeran or any massive artist is watching the local news, they're gonna see a guy on there singing really well, and they're gonna be like, oh, good for them. Hope they make it. They're not going to say, hey, come be my opening act. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he shows up at his uh, parents' loft or house or whatever. Yeah. And Sharon's <laughs> just at the front door, and he's like, hey, can I talk to you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come in. And his dad, the funny part of that is his dad just is like, they're talking about business basically in the kitchen. His dad just keeps like looking for shit around the kitchen. <laughs> it's like going through the drawers. It's it That made me laugh. Well, his dad is a pretty good comic relief in the movie because when he decides he's going to sing all these Beatles songs, <laughs> yeah. he's on his way out and <laughs> his parents both are like, Oh, I thought you were kind of yeah. giving up. Yeah. on this. And he's like, I wrote some new songs and I play me one. So he's going to play, let it be on the piano. <laughs> and he starts the song and his parents start talking and he's like, Hey, you know, shut up. And he plays it again. Or and then his dad goes, Okay, well, I already heard the first bit, so start. just and get goes, back no. to it. <laughs> and then some friends come over and he tries to play it like five or six times. And he finally gets pissed off, and he's like, you're watching the Mona Lisa get painted. Like, you're watching, and they're like, oh, you're kind of full of yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, no. Or he, the same thing happened when he sang yesterday. He's like, it's not just a good song. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. It's a work of genius. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, whoa, someone's ego's getting a little too big. <laughs> well, and one of the things that this movie made me appreciate um, because the whole soundtrack's Beatles songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's that guy singing them. Like, even in the... I don't know they actually ever hear the actual Beatles sing any of these in the movie. But it's like the impact that this one band had. Probably oh. the most impactful band of all time. Oh, it's definitely. The biggest band of ever, probably ever. And it kind of does make you realize, like, how big of an impact... Uh, music in general can just have on the world. Yeah. Because now we get to see a world without the Beatles, right? <laughs> yeah. And now we don't have so many other influential artists because they would have never heard the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know. It just made me appreciate, like, listen, who's not a Beatles fan? I'm sure they're out there, but for the most part, most of the populace Everybody is... loves. Do I fire them up like all the time? No, no but getting to, hear all the songs in that movie i'm like oh my they did have a lot of good hits man well and just the songwriting is oh yeah that's paul that's paul mccartney and john lennon for you oh my god but But, uh (laughs) so anyways they go to russia i think i think it's russia yeah moscow he play performs a back in the ussr (laughs) he performs in moscow and i think he does a set or whatever and then like you came up with that on the plane with no on a, guitar on a two hour plane ride. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, I just thought we were 
since we're going to Russia, I'd just play this song. And then he, like, challenges them to, like, a songwriting contest. Ed Sheeran does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I wrote this down. That it was real funny because he goes, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I can I can do that. And so Ed Sheeran writes a song, and it's a good, good one. It's a good one. And so, like, pretty much just instantly, like, like kind of hose Ed Sheeran by just being like, the long and winding. It's like, oh, okay, only one of the best written songs ever. And he's just like, no need. It's it, it's over. Yeah, because they're having a party. And Ed Sheeran's just like, all right, I'm uh, I'm going to go to bed, everybody. Which is, like, in, a, in our generation, oh, crap. I mean, Ed Sheeran's really regarded as one of the better the, songwriters. The yeah. best, or like, or one of the best, for sure. And I was pleasantly impressed with Ed Sheeran's acting ability. Not bad. He's not bad. Of course, bad. he played himself. Yeah, it's, I mean. But, yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job. Is the little line that made me, like, kind of chuckle. He goes, I realize you're Mozart and I'm whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> just basically being, make, he's like, well, at least I know I'm not the best songwriter ever. And just, like, making him feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, man. It's yeah, funny and as then hell. the movie starts to get real. Um, because he just skyrockets. Oh yeah, immediately. Which is one of the lessons, right? That I think it's kind of uh, good to watch. Really, is it's like this guy worked so hard for so many years to get there, Mm -hmm. and then he starts to realize that the only reason he's there is not on his own merit. Yeah. So he feels like he's just living this lie, and then he's got everybody chiming in saying, "Hey, you should change." Hey, Jude. To Hey Dude. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to change the album names. And they're, you know, that's when you see the suits start getting involved. And well, Okay. Before all that happens, though, he, um, he gets asked to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. to start cutting a record. And he's such an idiot that he doesn't realize, like, his best friend, Lily, has, uh, is yeah. madly in love with him. And she's staring at the wall or something. And she goes, why am I, why can't I be in this column? And it's like, you know. Cause she loves me and all all these yeah. really famous songs, and he goes, she goes, who who is she? And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, can't really. There's nobody there to Yoko. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, she. And then he kind of has to just get out and leave, and yeah, it really does show like kind of the well, shittier side. It's because he's so self absorbed trying to make his own music career happen mm-hmm. that he took for granted the fact that she's driving him to every oh, yeah. bullshit gig, yeah. carrying his equipment in, you know, doing all this stuff. <sighs> um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, after he gets to America, that's when things kind of really start. Oh, yeah, it goes crazy. Yeah, and then, like I said, he's struggling internally mm-hmm. because all they're calling him the greatest songwriter of all time, you know, and... He's putting out this album. It's a Beatles record. Yeah, basically the Beatles' greatest hits is yeah. basically what it is. And he's got all these suits and everybody trying to make money off of him. And yeah. Then it's time for him to drop his album. <laughs> yeah. And he, so he does it at this hotel back in mm-hmm. the UK where he played a or almost played a gig or something. Oh, I guess we were skipping when he goes to do the research for those other oh, songs. Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, he runs into Lily there and well, she comes and sees him. Sees him, yeah. yeah. And he like I guess they kiss or something, but she's just like 
Well, they get drunk and they almost hook up. Yeah, and he's and she's like, I don't want to be your one night stand. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You're going places and you're not gonna. I'm just, you know, a low life and I'll, you'll be dating supermodels and stuff. Yeah, and I'm just a school teacher. Yeah, and so she kind of just leaves him be, and then that's really when he starts to tell spin. Mm. And this is around the same time too. Well, so he does his big album release, mm-hmm. and when he sings help yeah by the beatles yeah and it, there's a part where he's screaming help me help but it's a lyric in the song yeah but it's like oh no he legitimately needs somebody he, he cuz he nobody knows and nobody would believe him anyway yeah and he also i, I just kind of wrote my, like in my own beatles knowledge it's like you know the last time they performed was on a roof so he's kind of like uh, recreating that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, I also like, cause he has a big like marketing meeting before this mm. and they're all like, Oh yeah, no, this album, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band. That's just, nah, it's not good. Yeah. And then he's like the white album kind of racist. Right. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he's uh, some sort of Indian in, or some kind Pakistani of yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and he goes, <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, we'll just make it simple. One in, one for one or something one like that. One man show. Yeah, the one man show. Yeah. But um, did you catch what they were saying? So he does like interviews with like all these talk late night shows. And then he goes, we'll be on Thursday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what? okay, I guess that changed too. I also thought the funny thing when he was on those shows like, how do you write all these incredible songs? And he's like, I don't know. It feels like somebody else did it. Yeah. You know, like he's giving hints. Oh, like, yeah. I think he's doing that to maybe try to make himself feel better because nobody knows. I mean, nobody. well, he's living a lie. They, well, like, he, it, he's the only person that knows he's living a lie. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and then I, so when he does that big album party, mm-hmm. there's two people. Yep. That happen to be the only other two people in the world. Yeah. That after he performs, he, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also had a question about that. I'm like, what? How? How? How are they? It doesn't explain it. But there's a lot about a lot of this crap that just doesn't really make a lot of sense. But this is one of those movies <laughs> that. I don't feel like you can analyze it. Just enjoy no, it. It's yeah, you're just there to watch. Yeah. It. Like obviously for the podcast, yeah, we had I would to bring do it, it down a little bit. But, but I, I started to get cynical about that, like with myself, and I was like, just telling myself, I was like, just don't read into it much too much. Just yeah. enjoy. And I did. I, I was I, Oh yeah, of course. But so these two people come up, one of them's from Russia and one one's of them's from, from Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. And they recognize the songs. And they end up Weaseling their way into his to dressing see him, room. Yeah. And you could tell he's like, he knows that they know. And he's like gearing up to face the music. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm about to get called out. Yeah, he out. thought he was going to like, they were going to like persecute mm-hmm. him, basically. And they hug him, basically, and they say, thank you. Because <laughs> a world without the Beatles is no world at all. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool that they threw that, that he wasn't the only one. Yeah, you know, I think that really added a well, lot. Well, there's to some the hints earlier too. Well, you sure, see him kind of like staring at him or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, this guy. And but uh, so they hand him a note because he's really like telling them like I'm losing it. I don't know what to do here. Yeah, like I'm panicking. I'm struggling. And the note 
This is probably my favorite scene oh, in the entire movie. Yeah. And so they hand him a, a note with an address, and he goes out to see it, and he opens up the door or knocks on the door, and John Lennon opens it up. Mm-hmm. He goes, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> I That was my favorite scene of the movie for sure because they're sitting out there and they're talking, mm-hmm. and here he is sitting in front of his hero, who, by the way, in the real world, has Mur- been dead for well, years. killed at a very young right. age, too. And so now he's an old man. But, yeah, since he wasn't part of the Beatles, exactly. he got to go he into an old man. Exactly. And what I like, too, is it's very much still John Lennon. God, like, didn't that actor look just like just him, like too? Just like him, too. Oh but, like, God. even in, like, his beliefs and everything, mm-hmm. he's very much... Yeah, he says, I, you know, I stood up for what I believed in. He's like, I, I, I fought for what I believed in, and I won. He goes, and I, I loved hard and and uh, i think at one point he goes did you have a happy life and he goes very and he goes were you successful and he goes i just told you i had a happy life yeah <laughs> yeah he said i worked a job that i love yeah you know found a woman yeah it's really cool and he's just really like well and it, <sighs> listen there's plenty of movies that john lennon has made an appearance in or whatever but this was a really cool because you've never gotten to see what could have been? Yeah, what he would have looked like, and yeah, you know, just how peaceful and happy that guy would have been. Oh yeah, you know, and it is, uh, it's nuts, and that's what like talking about what I was just the impact that these guys had on the world is so insane. Yeah, and what a love letter to the Beatles this movie. Oh, is. for sure, that's the whole point of it. Well, there's not really, to my knowledge, at least not a massive studio production. Of like of a like, biopic of no, the No, no, there I to my knowledge there isn't either. So that's like it just I don't know, it just shows you how timeless these songs are. Cause dude, you gotta think these songs were recorded 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, quite a while. And you're listening to them doing this movie and you're like, these could easily be on the radio right oh, now. Oh yeah, they still hold up. So good. So I, as a Beatles fan. I'm appreciative that this idea even came to someone's head. It's a very it. creative I like yeah. plot for a movie. Like Yeah, because it's it's such a layup you can make a movie about the Beatles. And I for one hope they do. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And I hope they do it right. Yeah, that'd but be great. Could you imagine like you're Paul McCartney right now and it's like your band is the most iconic band of all time mm-hmm. that they, it's so iconic then they're not even making a movie directly about you. They're making a movie about your music. Yeah. And yeah. what it does to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And what the world would be like without without it. it. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. No, I and you know, obviously we didn't live back then. So it's like hard for us to like grasp. Yeah. Like when they came overseas, man, it was pandemonium in sure. the United States. We had, you know, there's famous pictures of like girls just crying just seeing them dude you know i think about that quite a lot not even just with the beatles but like you know my dad's generation Mm -hmm. dad was born in the early 50s yeah so the amount of stuff that this guy not even just musically but anything civil rights nom what happened after nom a person landing on the moon the moon landing (laughs) um but like, especially like the March on Selma with Dr. King, Muhammad Ali, his entire career, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Um, these crazy sports, Jim Brown. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, he got to see know, it all, man. All of it. Elvis. Yeah. The Beatles. 
when the Rolling Stones came over. Yeah. When Queen came. I mean, Dad got to see all of this. Yeah. It's insane. And it makes me so jealous sometimes because I don't know if maybe because we're currently living in the moment. Yeah, if, you don't. If, if maybe in 40 years we're going to look back and we're going to be like, whoa, Morgan Wallen was the biggest artist ever. <laughs> maybe. Because let's be honest, he's our Elvis at the moment. Yeah, he's, I he's, mean, he's super thing. famous. Super yeah. famous. So I think it's just so tough right now because we have the internet, we have phones. I have, so it's not, you know, I imagine it's going to be someone like Taylor Swift that will, oh, sure. yeah, that'll be like, oh, wow, look at all the stadiums she sold yeah. out. Well, and, she's like Michael Jackson, really. Uh, yeah, she can go yeah. anywhere in the world and sell out a stadium. I just, I really hope that once we're my dad's age and we're talking to like our grandkids, we can have something to look back on that is. I already know a sports figure we can look back on. Like we grew up, Tom Brady, watching him win every sure. Super Bowl. Yeah, and as much as I hate to say as it. As much as I hate to say it, too. LeBron but, I mean, James. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it, that was a little off topic. But but that's the kind of thoughts that this brings up, you know? Yeah. I just, and you can tell, too, like, if you talk to my dad about all this stuff, like, how appreciative that he, he was at an Elvis concert. Sure. Or, you well, know. How could you not be? But you probably don't think about it when it's happening. That's what I'm saying. So maybe in years, we'll look back. Yeah. And, you know, my first concert ever was the Rolling Stones. That's kick-ass. Right? That's a kick-ass concert. When I was in the sixth grade. Yeah. My mom took me, and it was freaking sick. But I was that joker that had, like, ACDC folders, <laughs> and I wear, like, a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. <laughs> it was uh, it was a really... My musical influences were very... Um, like a big melting pot, because my dad loved, like, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons and, mm -hmm. like, all that stuff. And then my mom was an... 80s rocker like Motley Crue, right Def Leppard, Led Zeppelin, and then my uncle Steve, Hank Williams Sr., Hank Thompson, Johnny Western. So it was weird because one day I might show up to school in cowboy boots and a pearl snap, and the next day I show up with like a Rolling Stones T-shirt on. And, you know. Dude, um, so I guess getting back to this, mm -hmm, though. Mm -hmm. so he, after talking to John Lennon, gets some clarity. Yeah. And he, so he calls up Ed Sheeran. And he's like, "Hey, can you help me out? I got yep. a surprise I want to do." Well, because John Lennon, uh, John Lennon tells him he's like, "The most important thing in life is just always tell the truth." Yeah, be you and always tell the truth and love and love yeah. how, love however hard you want to love. You know, just basically tell him like, "Hey, just take care of your people." And so he does this show, and he. <laughs> Basically, just performs at Wembley. Yeah, by the way, a huge stadium. Uh, wasn't Wembley where Live Aid was at? I think so. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's performing at Wembley, and I think he just does like all the songs that he's recorded, basically. And mm -hmm. then I think it ends with, um, oh, how am I forgetting this already? Oh, it ends with him bringing up Lily to the background, and then just like confessing that you know he loves her. And, uh, and then he admits to being a phony, basically. Yeah. Like, I, I stole this from John John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. They, the, this was written, performed, this was written by the Beatles, and uh, they've, uh, this, that's why I made all these hits. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was cool about that is at first, when he's like, these songs lived through me, I didn't write these. Like, the audience is kind of like, boo. Yeah. But then the more he talks and he's like, 
the songs are going to be out for free. This music needs to live on and all this stuff. He wasn't persecuted, really. Like, no. It's, like, it's almost like everybody just kind of understood, and they were yeah. just so happy that the music was out. This did bring a question mark to me, though. Okay. It's like, so then what? Like, do John Lennon and all these people, like, all of a sudden they're the Beatles again? Like, hey, we should be the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, how's, what happens then? Do they well, get royalties or something? Like, I remember the first time I watched this. I thought it was going to be like a some sort of Freaky Friday moment mm-hmm. where everything went back to normal. Yeah. You know, and that was just... Yeah, and that's not the case. No, it just stays this way. Yeah. There's no cigarettes. There's no Coca-Cola. There's no Oasis. There's no Beatles. There's no Harry Potter. Nothing. There's no nothing. But I think the, the biggest and greatest lesson of the whole movie is, you know, all of us only think the grass is going to be greener. <laughs> you yeah. know? And then you get there and, and he realizes... Man, it was so much better, better. when, yeah, I, was when just I was just playing in front of 10 people. And hanging out in a little town in England. Yeah, with my friends. And the one of the things I loved about this movie, too, is his buddy, maybe because it reminds me of myself a little bit, <laughs> like it's just has nothing figured out, keeps getting fired from jobs, <laughs> which I have not been fired from jobs, I guess, but... And he needs a roadie. He needs someone to go with him. Yeah. That's the only guy that's available. Rocky. But, Rocky was his name. <laughs> you kind of see a character development in both those characters where Rocky kind of has, he starts getting a little more reliable and responsible. Oh, and, he, yeah. He's and he gives him, him a track. purpose, basically. Yeah, he keeps yeah. him on track, too. He's like, hey, man, we got to make a plane. Yeah, like, we're, we're late. They kind of become best friends because of it. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of good that comes out of the situation that he's in. But he was just purely tormented for it, a long time. And it does end on a very happy ending. I think he's like a school teacher. He goes back to teach music at school. Yeah, and he marries Lily, and they mm-hmm. have kids, and they just seem happy. And it, of course, ends with a kick-ass Beatles song. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of a ties it all together very nicely. What, uh, this is a loaded question. It's a tough one. Okay. What do you think your favorite Beatles song is? Um, for me, it's in my life. It you okay. know how that one goes. I don't know. Give me a little bit of it. Uh, it's like out of all these places I've been or out of all these friends and lovers, no one compares to you. Um, you could listen to it. It's, Here, it's a great song. Yeah. What, I'm sorry. What's a in uh, in my life by the Beatles in my life. He, they're just such a dude. They're large catalog. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. OK. Remastered 2009. I'm sure you've heard it. It's a very famous. Oh, I guarantee you I have. Oh, my God. Stupid. <laughs> uh, dude, you know that... Um, this is while well, I'm waiting on this ad. The guy that directed the Thornville's Taki... Yeah. He's a funny guy. Taki, or I can't pronounce his name ever, but yeah, Watiti. Do you know he's like married or dating Rita Ora? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I was watching, because uh, he's got a new movie called uh, Next Goal Wins. Oh, yeah. With, a soccer movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he's directing. He's a damn good director. He is, yeah. So, anyway, he was on Kimmel or Fallon or something the other night, and he said that Rita had found a Airbnb in Scotland that's an identical replica to Shrek's swamp <laughs> Like hut. his swamp hut? <laughs> so, I guess... At least the way he was talking, he goes, 
So Rita comes home and tells me she booked us a trip to Scotland. And I and I guess he didn't know it was happening. So she flies him over there, makes him dress up full regalia. As Shrek? As Shrek. <laughs> and then she dresses up as Fiona. It was kind of cool. But I was like, damn, dude, good for you, dog. Dude, like, the person that had the idea to do that for an Airbnb. Oh, you know, good they're making money you. hand over fist. Good on you. Okay, here we go. Yeah, very famous song. Let me fast forward a little bit. Yeah, the, yeah, this is probably that's probably my favorite one. They just can't miss, huh? Dude, I think we feel like Seriously, they got so famous, they couldn't even do, like, live shows anymore. So, like, for, there for a while, they just, like, for a long time, they just released albums. Like, they never did live tours after, like, a certain year. Well, how can you? Because, like, they could There's not a venue big enough. Yeah, they couldn't do it. I think... I really like Blackbird. I wish that would have been in the movie. Yeah, that's... Well, I'm also partial to that song. Is it's a beautiful song. Don't get me wrong. All of them are, though. Very beautiful song. Like yesterday. You know, I guess when I was watching that movie, when he sang it, I really listened to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what a genius. Same with A Long and Winding Road. Like, if you actually sit yeah. and listen to the Which lyrics. Which a lot of the times when, like, if we're playing music in the backyard or something. Yeah, you Like, not. the Beatles come on, you're like, all right, hell yeah. But you don't, like, sit down and break like, down yeah, the lyrics. Yeah. And, and not even just, well, first of all. Lyrically masterpiece. Oh, they're they're but incredible. the way they construct the music is just oh the, yeah the instrumentals and everything, dude. And uh, this is, I don't want to be a purist, yeah. okay, but this is when it was actual instruments and people were playing. Yeah, them. so and like, um, I think it's because is one of their yeah it's because yeah. they had to have a whole orchestra That's come awesome. in to do like the you know. Like some of the pieces for it. And oh, I'm like, yeah. how do you, how much money was that? Like, <laughs> oh, and hey, Jude will get you going. Yeah. Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's them, right? Yeah. Lucy in the Sky with <laughs> Dude. Diamonds. Dude, their, their hit list has to be just three pages full of just uh, nothing but hits. Dude, one time I got stoked. I was in a, an old record store in Topeka mm -hmm. and I found, and Abbey Road, and I was like, oh, oh holy grail. Yeah. And I was a remastered one from like 1990 that's, or something. That's where I got mine, yeah. But still, it's cool. Now, you know how much that record's worth, like an original print? Oh, it's a thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah. And, could, oh, man. Dude, I uh, actually, Kelsey's uh, great-grandpa, or, yeah, great-grandfather, he, uh, passed away several years ago or whatever but her grandma her great grandma wanted us she said you know we're moving out of this house there's a lot of records up there go through it dude we found an old beatles album up there up in there and i was like like an original print yeah i was like snag that do you remember which album i have it upstairs i i, I can't remember now yeah but yeah it, i was like snagging that <laughs> dude i'm i'm really happy that vinyl's kind of making a resurgent these past few years do you remember when I started collecting vinyls, when we lived together. And yeah. The, and the reason I started doing it is because the radio station artists would send you like a vinyl record. Yeah. So I think the first one I got was a Thomas Rhett had put out a new album and they did like a commemorative vinyl thing. That like they, a promotional kind of deal. Yeah. 
And they sent it to all the radio stations. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, but I don't have a record. <laughs> and I ended up getting my Uncle Steve's uh, record player given that to me. That big behemoth one, Still dude. have it, dude. It's badass. Dude, it is cool. And then, like, just more people started doing it. So all the records I was getting were brand new albums, not old records. Yeah. And then uh, I went through some of my mom's stuff, and I just found... Fleetwood Mac, like just oh, yeah. all these old Kiss, I mean, just original records. And I mean, I think I've got uh, got to be close to over 200 records. Yeah. And it's cool that while they're not worth anything, mm-hmm. like you can go to Walmart and sift through them. And it's getting kind of, I think it's like a hipster thing, really. Yeah. Right now. Maybe. But who cares? It's still fun because you know as well as I do, if you're. Say you're cleaning the house or whatever. Dude, just go throw a record on. I'm just going to say, for whatever reason, maybe it's just in my head, mm-hmm. it sounds so much well, different. I think, especially the old ones, Yeah, I think it's because they're just more raw. They're not as polished. Yeah, they, but it is, still sounds great. It's just it's just but, a different... Well, it, ta- it, it makes you feel like how it was back yeah. then. You know? I mean, I, I don't know. And I remember when we lived together and I, we had that record player, we would sift through them records and, you know. Dude, I, And we were like, oh, Elton John. Let's put on Elton John. Yeah, I had a similar thing. That's another guy that. Yeah. Well, was, we might do his movie at some point. I enjoyed it. I did too. It, you know, some people had mixed feelings about it. I didn't think it was that bad. It was unique. I didn't know it was a musical. I didn't either. I think that kind of <laughs> that threw me, threw for, a me for a loop. But. but it's Elton John, I mean. Yeah, you can still get down to it. Yeah, I mean, it makes <laughs> sense, like, being the, who he is. Yeah, but uh, I had a similar thing. My granddad had a bunch of boxes down in that basement in Eastbrook, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And they were, so we were going through them, and I found a box of just old records. And all of them were kind of not in good condition. Some of them played still. You could be fine. Yeah, but you know what's awesome is those are so easy to bring back to life. Yeah, I have, well, right now I have a Jimi Hendrix one. And Didn't I get you a Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, but like I'm talking OG. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I got you a reprint. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm trying to think. I think I bought you a Jimi Hendrix a, and a Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. God, that Frank Sinatra one's good. It's a huh? good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, and then you got me a CCR one. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love I love post Vietnam music, <laughs> current or just Vietnam music too. Yeah, but oh, there's a really cool story too about those guys. Mm-hmm when they got back from Nam, and he said the first song that he wrote was proud Mary. Oh, really? And you kind of, you kind of forget that CCR did proud Mary because Tina Turner. Oh uh, yeah. She killed it. You know, but yeah, they, and he, huh. I can't, I don't know if he has a book out, but I would love to read it because he's got this little black book. He's had since Vietnam that has all of his songs, like ideas in it. So, you know, one of those days, if that goes up to auction... Oh, it's going to be worth it. Probably... That's got to be the most iconic, like, Vietnam-era band, right? Uh, because they came out, basically... Like, I love that we play them in all those war movies, but if you listen to those songs... They're all, like, anti-war. Exactly. Yeah. If you listen to those songs, they're very... I mean, I guess so. Yeah, probably. Maybe the Rolling Stones. They had quite a few, too. Oh, my God. I love the Stones. And I've had this argument, and it's an unpopular argument. Like statistically in album sales and concert sales who's the greatest rock band of all time for me they are they ha- it has to be the stones yeah. the most impactful band beatles yeah for sure for sure they'll live on forever so will the stones soul stones the for sure. second argument to the stones could be 
Man, we had this drunk argument with Austin. Le- it, well, Austin <laughs> will die on this hill that it's Led Zeppelin. I mean, they're pretty they're pretty up there too. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But I I just it's it's the Stones are still doing it. Yeah, that's what's crazy is somehow or another like they're still out there like in their 80s. Oh, they're old. And you'll still see Mick Jagger sliding on his knees. Dude, it's like, I, dude, you've been doing this for way too so long. When we went to that concert, I, I'll never forget. I was in the sixth grade. I believe it was on a Sunday because I remember I had school the next day. <laughs> and it was me, my mom, her boyfriend at the time, my buddy Nick Plumley, and his parents. And these parents of ours are they grew up in the era of the stones yeah and they came to wichita kansas of all places but the concert was going to be so big that they had to do it at the football field at the uh what is it cessna stadium yeah is that what it's called the wsu campus that you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah so i'll never forget we're driving there and obviously we're excited because We've been conditioned to love the Stones. <laughs> well, yeah. And we get there, and I've never seen so many VW buses. Like, oh, in of one course, dude. Dude, just like hippies out smoking <laughs> weed, not, fully knowing they're not even going into the show. Yeah, they're probably just selling stuff. I think they're following the band, probably. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. And the line was so long to get in. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, because I'm a kid. Yeah. And I'm looking around, and I see people dragging oxygen tanks. Like, <laughs> these old people... We finally get in. We find our seats. We are so high up and so far away. And I'll never forget how big that stage was. It was huge. Of course. And the opening act was supposed to start at 7. The Stones were going to come on at 9. Okay. The opening act finishes up. The Stones don't come on until 1130. Yeah, because they're the Rolling Stones. Because they're the freaking Rolling Stones. <laughs> they, can do, they can show up whenever they want. We were so far that there was vendors coming around selling binoculars <laughs> god dang yeah but i remember how and there was like this bridge that they had built from to from backstage to the stage yeah and anytime like a group of four people would walk over that the crowd would erupt because it's like here comes the stones and then it's like no it's just uh so did they come I, I gotta know did they come in with like pyrotechnics and oh, it's like, oh okay yeah. yeah so the first thing that happened was at the back of the stage just this massive inflatable tongue I mean, it was huge, <laughs> and the fire came up, and it was so hot that I could feel it where from I was like at. the high high. Yeah, was... <laughs> dude. And and it goes, burn in it, burn it, and then here comes Mick Jagger. Stop me up, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, dude. And it was honestly one of the greatest experiences of my life. I bet. And he took his shirt off at one point, and you could see on the big screen. It's like, God. And this was. How long ago was the sixth grade for me? Probably early 2000s. 17 years? I mean, early 2000s, right? I'm trying to think. Probably close to 17, 16 years ago. <laughs> 16, 17 years ago? Yeah. So that dude was old then. Yeah. And I'll never forget, Keith Richards had this bandana on it, and it was just lined with joints. And he <laughs> was just chain smoking. Dude, I've wondered so long how he is not dead. Well, I have a theory. And I've kind of touched on it. Because he's rammed so many drugs a, a, a into few his body. episodes ago. Well, look at all these old rock stars. They're all alive. Yeah, I guess that's true. I I truly think, and I'm a firm believer in this, if you condition your body to intake nothing but toxic shit, <laughs> your uh immune system and your blood cells and everything will 
combat it. They'll learn to adapt it to would, it. You know what would kill Keith Richards? A healthy dose of water and vegetables. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because you look at him, look at Mick, look at everybody on Motley Crue, look at Willie Nelson. Guns uh, and Roses. Guns and Roses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess that's true, man. All these dudes are still alive. If they don't overdose, they're not dead. They don't die of natural causes. They yeah. either get murdered, or they overdose, or they die in a plane crash. That is true, yeah. I. It's the... You got all these people saying you got to be this healthy, and you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, and it's like, look at Keith Richards. <laughs> that guy was jamming. Look at Ric Flair, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. These guys I, were jamming heroin and like Coke in their fucking Nikki body. Nikki Six, didn't he uh OD like six times? Oh uh, he died once and then they like resuscitate him in the ambulance and he, he was like back to rocking out again. What a crazy lifestyle. <laughs> it's insane. And all those guys have been like married seven times. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just par for the course. Just rock star. But for I like, wonder if it's the it's there's no way it's the same being a rock star now. No, there's no way. Yeah. Absolutely. hotel rooms. Is there even really rock stars anymore? It's more like rappers now. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I, To me, I think the last, like, real good generation of rock was kind of the, maybe the rock that we came up with was, like, Green Day, Blink-182. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shinedown, stuff like that. That was really popular when we were kids that's yeah. probably the biggest genre on the market oh it definitely was um I, yeah i don't know that greta van fleet band is really good yeah but they sound exactly like led zeppelin it's crazy i know did I, you see the kennedy donors were they yeah, saying yeah it, if you like if you if you don't know who greta van fleet is they sound basically exactly like Led Zeppelin. Well, the lead singer sounds like Robert Plant a lot. Yeah, but he's our age. Yeah, but if you like closed your eyes, you'd be like, oh, I'm listening to a Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe that's why they're not, I mean, they're popular, but maybe that's why they're not like, I don't know. That music is just, Yeah. I don't want to say rock is dead, but. Kind of. Kind of is, yeah. Yeah. It's all pop and. It's not as pop. Well, country is the biggest genre out there right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to get on country. The CMAs were last week, and Post Malone saying. I seen Diffie. that. Yeah, I seen that. I don't hate it. I don't either. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And people were like, "Oh, Post Malone." I'm like, "Oh, shut up." I mean, he's a. He's got freaking. Uh, Can't say he's not talented. No, he's got Hank Williams tattooed on him. I mean, I mean yeah, he's a big country guy. Yeah, that's like Jelly Roll. I think it's cool that, like, Jelly Roll's been so accepted. Because he was a rapper for a long time. Remember him? Very long remember time. Remember Dak in Montana would play, There's a creature in my closet. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jelly Roll. Yeah. But, all right. Well, you got anything else to say? We got kind of on the music. It was a good talk about music. Uh, I mean, hey, how can you not when You know you're... what? And good for us. Because we're young. <laughs> and a lot of old heads don't think we have this knowledge about music. Yeah. But thank God for us that we had parents and grandparents. <laughs> Mainly gra my grandparents for me. Right. But, yeah. but your grandparents are my parents' age. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank God for that. Oh, and I feel like we didn't necessarily cover Fleetwood Mac as much as we should have. Is there any talent like Stevie Nicks? No. I mean, you could say... What's crazy like as far is... As female rock... Dude, female rock stars were, like... Huge. 
Yeah. Did you see Dolly Parton just put out a new rock album? It's good. I haven't listened to it yet. It's not. Dude, Dolly with those nine-inch nails can shred a six-string, I believe it, dude. She got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, and that's what prompted this idea of doing a rock album. So, like, when you get inducted, you perform. Yeah. And she did this song, like, I've been rocking, rocking, rocking. And it was, (laughs) I was like, get it, Dolly. And you know who inducted her? Huh. I'm pretty sure it was Judas Priest. <laughs> I mean, dude, Dolly's just famous. Everybody Every, loves Dolly. Everybody dude. loves her. But uh yeah, anyway. All right. So yeah, go check out yesterday. I think I'd probably give it maybe three point five out of five. Yeah, it's it's not a masterpiece, but it's uh very enjoyable. If you like the Beatles, you like this movie. It's a great movie for like uh two o'clock Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And it's uh, or maybe just like a late night, well, yeah, just you know, date night movies, whatever. You could watch that. Um, and the kids can watch it too. Yeah, and it's a good way to introduce them to the Beatles. Um, and I'm very grateful that that music's just gonna live on forever, dude. It really, I can't even, I, dude. I honestly, you know, don't. what song they didn't sing in that movie that I cannot believe. What? Imagine. Uh, it's because it's John Lennon exclusive song but uh well still but no dude i was thinking about this when i watched that movie i'm like when the hell did i even first listen to the beatles like it feels like they've just been a part of my life forever i I would agree like that's how big they are though like not even just in because i I mean what would you would you call them rock or kind of rock pop pop pop, pop, probably probably yeah god they would have to been like one of the first pop acts really well very famous pop acts probably yeah. but um yeah i guess we can get off of this music talk and yeah but go check it out um it's on hulu or amazon you can rent it Redbox, i think yeah it's definitely worth the two dollars it takes to rent. yeah and like i said i don't think you will regret watching it it's very just easy to watch very fun kind of funny and it's it's a good movie yeah Underrated. Underrated for sure. Yeah, because I don't remember it being super popular. I just think maybe the concept of it <coughs> maybe threw people off a little bit. Yeah. Like, maybe they didn't get it. Well, or that, or they just didn't know, like... Because I remember the trailers, and I just don't think it was, like, very clear what was going on. Yeah. And I don't know. But... Um, well, that, that happens to a lot of movies, though. Like, you know, I listen to that um, podcast uh, that... Oh, Jeff Bridges was on, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, believe it or not, the Big Lebowski did not do well." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "People just didn't get it, man." Yeah, it's just you know. And then now it's marketing. like one of the most iconic movies of all time. Bad marketing will kill a movie, man. Well, but also, yeah, I mean, he's one hundred percent right. Like, if people aren't ready for that movie, they don't understand. Like Days of Confused last yeah. week, like when that came out, I don't think people were like, "What the." You know, yeah, what? Like, yeah, I get it. So, some movies you just gotta wait, and yeah, that's how how it is sometimes. But um, I guess we'll get to the elephant in the room. Mm. Your wedding, yeah, I'm married. You're a married man now. Finally, yeah. we've been building up to this since we pretty much started this podcast. Came and went, dude. It was a good time, from what I remember. Yeah. Do you want to start from Friday, and we'll just go through it? I guess. Yeah. Sure. So. Friday, picked up the wedding cake. Everything was going pretty good. Actually, Friday, I thought went really smooth. My dad gave a speech, pretty good. 
went to the bar. We had a good time. The first crisis that happened, I don't know if it's just because I'm an idiot or what, but like months ago, I booked this Airbnb for the boys. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the boys were going to stay in it for Friday. Well, as we're heading up there, I was going to check the app to see the phone code or whatever well, to get The in. location. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out my trip got canceled. <laughs> yeah, they did. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so, but, you know, I even, I remember saying in the truck when we were driving up there, I was like, this is the worst thing that happens. Yeah. it's We're going to be okay. Pretty minimal. So, but we ended up getting some cheap hotel rooms, so it worked out. But party Friday, uh, shit got really real for me. Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah. As we were driving to the venue. Yeah, man. Yeah, like a lot of weird emotions. I don't think I was really stressed. And honestly, I'll say this. Outside of a couple behavioral issues, there really wasn't that many crises. Like, I was prepared. I thought something no, was going to happen. No, like, talking, like, actual getting like, wedding prepped. Like the yeah, like the wedding everything day. I mean, I wasn't stoked that some of the boys didn't show up on time. Yeah. But, you know, that was fine. Then my brother forgot his boots, so... In our groomsman photos, he's going to be wearing sneakers. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, but come on, man. <laughs> Other than th- dude, honestly, for the most part, it, I thought it went very smoothly, though. Yeah, what really stressed me out the day of is because the wedding was kind of early in the day. Yeah. So it, it felt very rushed Saturday morning. And I couldn't find my freaking tie. And I knew how important it was to Shaylee that I wore this tie mm-hmm. and I just couldn't find it. And I was like, what the, and then I was like, oh, she had it. Yeah. And so I was like sending girls. I was like, well, somebody get my freaking tie. Cause I got to go take these pictures by myself and I'm not going to have this tie and I'm never going to hear the end of it. Yeah. Um, but then I go outside because I, we did our vows privately. So, so the photographer hands me my vows. I read those mm-hmm. beautiful couple grammatical errors it happens you know uh then she hands me a gift which is a really nice cool new cross necklace and then she goes oh hey i found your tie (laughs) oh thank god well the reason that i didn't have my tie is because shaylee had printed out a picture of me and my mom and put it on the oh yeah okay Okay, i did know about this i did know about this actually so that hit me pretty different i mean i was i it was cool yeah it was great very cool gift. um so once i had my tie i felt like i was pretty fine the only thing else that really kind of annoyed me is the room that we got ready in was very small dude it was by far the tiniest room well and there was there was 11 of us yeah so like Maybe for like four people or five people, yeah. it would have been fine. But there was so many of us, like I just couldn't. Meanwhile, stand. the girls' room—I don't know if you went in there. It's oh, dude, massive. it was huge. It was huge. But ceremony went cool. Well, before we got there, so what? What annoyed me is there was a large chunk of time where I had to stay in that room. I couldn't come out. Yeah, and I was already just getting kind of anxious about everything. So now I'm. Like just getting cabin fever being in this room, and then I get to see everybody else come and go as they freaking want, and I'm having to watch KU lose to Texas Tech, yeah, you know, on the TV, and I know people are starting to come in, and because I'm who I am, I want to go out and welcome them and say hi, and I can't even freaking do it. Yeah, finally I'm able to get out. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm really not nervous, and I think a couple things 
shocked me about the day, and although they shouldn't have, there were people that didn't show up that I would have bet anything in the world they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Not that big of a deal, really. Yeah. Like, but I just expected it, I guess. And then there's people that I should have expected to be there that did show up yeah. that surprised me. <laughs> um, like, when I came out of that room and I saw Cliff in mm-hmm. line, I don't know why, but that... I had to walk away for a second and take a set. Like, that hit me yeah. pretty hard. Because he doesn't do stuff like that. So, I guess you just find out, like, how much you mean to people for them to travel yeah. and do something like that. And there was a part after the wedding where, because I knew he wasn't going to stick around. I knew he wasn't. Yeah. He, uh, he was ready to get home. He handed me a card, and we didn't say anything to each other. We just kind of did the big old man, couple massive pats on the <clears throat> shoulder. And I looked at him, and I could tell he was fighting back tears, and then I was fighting back tears, and all we said to each other was, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's such, awesome. Such a man thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ceremony went great. The entrances were for the reception. Yeah. Well, so first of all, our preacher killed it. Yeah, he was awesome. Mm. And uh, when I was standing up there, I didn't really look at the crowd. I was just kind of dialed into her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we got to the rest reception when I was like, oh, shit, look who's here. Like, okay, yeah. you know, good turnout. And cause you never know. You know, yeah. And I didn't see RSVPs or anything like that. So mm-hmm. you never really know. There were some people that were there that I was like, oh, shit, you made the trip. You know, th- you know. And uh, but during the ceremony, you know, we branded that cowhide and because. Dude, what was it? Is that an electrical one? Yeah, I had that made. That thing is kick ass. Dude. Yeah, I had that made. Uh, shout out to Canyon Kelly for, um, or I'm sorry, Canyon Cole. Canyon Cole for yeah. um, showing me where to get that. Yeah, yeah that was cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, but I had to make a little, you know, hey, everybody want to see it? You know. Try to, <laughs> but preacher was good. I thought all the guys were cool. So for the entrances, because I'm a massive WWE fan, so between me and our friend Dak, we have a lot of legitimate replica WWE <laughs> yeah. belts. So every couple I knew you guys had a lot, but yeah. like when you see like a lot of those all were of them, yeah, I know. But when you see them like all out and about, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Cause I think I brought five and I think Dak brought six or seven and he's got more at his house yeah. that he didn't bring. And he got me the one that I carried in as a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. That, he got me that. That was pretty sick. Yeah. That's a cool gift. Uh, but what I was, so when I proposed the idea of doing that, coming into WWE theme music, everybody, every couple got their own song mm-hmm. and everybody had a belt. Uh, Shaylee was not necessarily sold on the idea. I think she thought it was going to be nerdy and lame. And, and I was like, just trust me, just trust me. This is going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. And it was, but what made it even better is everybody fully committed and got into character. Oh yeah, dude. You went down to stone cold. Yeah. And the way you walked, I mean, you I mean, were in character. I was feeling it. And it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, who'd you walk with? Whitney? Whitney, yeah. That She tossed you that beer. Yeah, because she was it. asking me what we should do. And I was like, well, I was thinking about doing the two beer, but I was like, God, that'd be so messy. And you're going to. Like, I'm going to be wearing it all night. All night. So I was yeah. like, yeah, just toss me up the one. And I'll tell you what, Gibby had a beer tossed to him during his two. Uh-huh. And he almost kind of like a little mate, no look catch. Just 
was like, snagged damn, it. Damn, is this boy kind of low key athletic? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oh my god, the 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 best commitment though was Dak. Dak. Yeah, he was real into character. Who would have thought? I've had people come up like come up to me and they're like. That guy's been waiting on that his whole life. Oh, like, hell yeah. Like, he yeah Since he, he bought them belts, you're yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, dude, it was awesome. And then just everybody just seemed to have such a good time. Like I said, from what I remember, yeah, it was a good time, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I drank a lot, but I didn't. I kind of held back a little bit because. You kind of have to. In well, a way. I saw very early on kind of how drunk Shaley was getting. And I was like. I do that every weekend, so it's her turn, you know. It's your time. I do feel bad, though. I mean, I guess I shouldn't, but I don't know. I just hope that everybody that came there, I, I hope I was able to spend an ample amount of time at least I, having I think a people understand if they didn't get a I, conversation I know, but, with you. I, I know, but it I mean, just, you know, it still kind of makes you feel bad because it's like. Yeah, but people understand. Dude, like, my boss came. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a couple, just two behavioral issues that I wasn't stoked about, but didn't cause a lot of problems really. No. I mean, I thought my brother killed his speech. Jeff did really good. Yeah. With the roadhouse references. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did a good job. Um, JP made it. He looked like he had a good time. Oh, actually the best part of the reception. <laughs> so I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but sorry, buddy. Um, Cody Ray and his wife made it. Yeah. Have I told you this? Yeah, you told me. Okay. So they drove all the way from El Dorado and didn't get a hotel, so they were going to drive all the way back. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I think at some point, Cody's wife was kind of like, hey, let's wrap it up. You know, we got a long drive back, all this stuff. And I don't think that either one of those two, Cody or his wife, have a lot of opportunity because they're freaking doctors, man. Yeah. Or radio techs or whatever. whatever like, Radiologists. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I don't know that they have a lot of opportunities to, like, just cut loose a little bit. And he could tell Cody was taking advantage of that. <laughs> and so he came up to me, and he goes, hey, man, uh, we're, we're getting out of here. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude, thank you for coming. Gave him a hug. Then I'm kind of making him around. So the crowd's kind of weeding out. Uh, that's like the first wave of people. Yeah, leaving. it's getting so later it's, it's in getting the night. a little easier to talk to people because it's not as crowded. And, like, 30 minutes later... I rolled to a group and Cody's standing there drinking and talking. <laughs> and uh, I looked at him and I was like, what the hell? And then he goes, hey, brother, we're about to head out. And I was like, okay, man. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> and like another 30 minutes goes by. I see Cody again and he goes, he gives me a hug and he goes, hey, man, uh, I don't want to leave. So I told him, I was like, don't. Then don't. And he goes, if you go to my wife... And if you ask her if I can stay, there's no way she'll necessarily know. But if I ask her, she'll make me leave. And I'm like, what are we, nine? <laughs> like, when you want your buddy to stay the night, but you're like, if you go ask my mom, she'll say yes. But if I ask her, yeah. you remember how many times yeah, that would yeah, happen? Yeah. Oh, my God, it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was uh, that was a good time. I was uh, really happy with the reaction when I did the garter toss, oh, yeah. I got on that uh, creeper like you would get under a car, <laughs> and I put a headlamp on and went under there. Uh, that was pretty funny. It's, uh, it's pretty comical. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I felt weird making it like 
I don't know, sensual and stuff in front of all those people. Dude, I like don't even really like holding hands in front of a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just not a big fan of that stuff. Um, so I try to make it funny. But uh, who caught that? Oh, Talon caught that. Of course he did. Uh, what else happened at the wedding that was as uh, of note? I mean... It, it was all such a blur, man. It went by so quick. Yeah, it does, dude. Um, but I was I was pretty pleased. There are there's some things that if you could do it again, yeah, but small, minute details. It don't matter in the grand scheme. No. But so then you decided to go on your honeymoon for a couple days. A couple days. Yeah, was, we initially had planned on waiting a couple weeks. Yeah. But I didn't have to be at work until Wednesday night. Shaley had some days off. So when we were on our way home on Sunday, we had discussed just taking off Sunday and yeah. heading down there. But we're like, ah, you know, let's get home. Let's unpack everything and kind of relax a second. So we got up Monday morning and we just went to Eureka Springs, Arkansas for like two days. And cause it's only three and a half hours from my house. Yeah. It's a, it's a quick drive. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, we stayed in this really cool tree house. <laughs> it's it so cool. They have that there. They, well, there's multiple yeah. uh, companies that have that's, that's just a cool idea though. Dude. And we, <clears throat> we booked it on the drive down there. You know, we didn't have any. Yeah. Cause you guys didn't really go like right now. It's not super, you know, tourism season. I don't N- think. No, but you would be surprised. Still uh, quite a few people. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of availability for like, Really, I mean, there was a lot of cabins you get, but we just wanted something in the woods. Something. Yeah, and so we were lucky to get this, and it was pretty affordable for what you're getting. I mean, you're getting an entire treehouse, <laughs> gigantic treehouse. Yeah, and it's got and it's in the forest. I've seen you guys had a nice little uh, raccoon visitor show up. Yeah, <laughs> Shaley named him uh, Harold. Harold. I I hand fed him an Oreo. <laughs> and when I did how many that, other people have done that though? Well, that's what I was telling her. I was like this raccoon gets that's there's a reason that he's so comfortable coming up here. yeah but after i did it i was like you know he might have rabies or well something. <laughs> I, I mean that's one thing yeah but i've seen a raccoon kill a coon dog yeah i mean they're strong little things they're mean uh so i was like yeah, that was dumb you know <laughs> but but the treehouse was cool it had a big uh jacuzzi tub with windows that like if you're sitting in it taking a bath you're just looking at the the river no, and the forest. The, out nature, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a fireplace. We fired that up. Um, it was cool. And the location was cool. So when we went on my bachelor party, mm-hmm. do you remember that bar we went to that kind of looked like a house? We went there kind of earlier in the day. It's called the Gravel Bar. It's right yeah, next to that. Yeah, yeah. So we were right next to that. Okay. So we get there. Um, we go to that bar, have some drinks. We're kind of tired still from the wedding, really. So we ate at this barbecue spot. And then we just kind of came back to the treehouse and we watched Home Alone <laughs> and lit the fireplace. Right on, dude. Fed that raccoon. Then the next day, we went and ex- well, there's a seven story statue of Jesus. Yeah, I seen. It's called Christ of the Ozarks. <laughs> uh, so we went and saw that first thing um, Tuesday morning. Just kind of went sightseeing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then. We, Stuff we didn't get to do, really. Yeah, because we just did bars. Yeah. Oh, but I should... Okay, so Saturday morning, I got up at like 6.30, and I let Shaylee sleep. Of course, she knew I was going to do this, but I let her sleep. 
And I loaded up my waders and my fly rod. Oh, you went out to the old river, I went huh? down to the river, and I did a little fishing for catch an hour and a half. Catch any trout? No. I don't know what I'm doing still. <laughs> but uh, I did get a bite. That's good. And, and I think I could have caught the trout, but I'm so used to catfishing and yeah. crappie fishing and stuff. So when I saw my fly go down, I freaking ripped that pole up. And those hooks fl- are so small. It's just like a little flick, isn't it? You, you, yeah, you just kind of pull on your line a little yeah. bit. So, lesson learned. Yeah, you probably ripped its mouth out, but oh, yeah, that hook's not very big. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Saturday we explored all the shopping, mm-hmm. and we had some beers. But Shaylee was just not feeling good. Oh. And I felt so bad for her <laughs> because usually when if we're home and she's sick like that. She's not getting out of bed. Yeah, she's just laying in bed all day. But because of, you know, the honeymoon a- aspect she's of it. She's a real trooper. This and I think around. she wanted me to have fun. I see. So, dude, I just felt so bad for her because she was miserable. I mean, that's a very yeah, it's a hilly of, yeah, walk. It's a lot of walking, man. She's walking, and you could just tell. And I was like, you want to take a break? Like, let's swing into this bar. And then she orders a beer. You know she doesn't want it. <laughs> and she's, But she was such a trooper. And tried so hard, and I just felt so bad because I felt great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I was ready to go hiking and you know all kinds of stuff. But it was—I will say—when we went in August on the bachelor party, yeah, it was super packed. Oh, it was really, really. Um, there were still a lot of people, but you can actually traverse the roads better, maybe. Oh yeah, and it just—I mean, I don't know. The bars weren't as crowded. The stores you could actually comfortably walk around in yeah um we bought some some cool souvenirs and stuff and it was just a, it was a really good relaxing two days it was a lot of fun we didn't do a lot of crazy shit yeah um but what's great is shaley's hooked on that place now oh yeah she wants to go there all the time i mean it's a cool little it's a cool little spot man. yeah but that's great for me because i really want to do a lot of fly fishing <laughs> so i told her i was like hey Anytime we're not doing jack on a weekend, you want to roll? Sure. I'm down. And I think we should all go on a fun little trip there. Yeah. Like a good weekend trip. But the bars there have big signs that they're like uh, husband daycare center. Like <laughs> drop off your husbands and go that's shopping. Funny. That's yeah. funny. Well, that's what I think it would be fun is like if we went on a couple's trip, like one day the girls take off and go shopping and maybe the boys go you know, I don't know, go explore, go hit bars, and then we all meet up later or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, and uh, the other thing, we got back, and I had to go back to work. Blech. I got off work this morning. <laughs> I got home at, like, 7.30. What time did I get over here? About noon? Uh, yeah, a little past a noon. A little past noon. So I got a couple hours of sleep. I'm tired as shit. Uh, but I have noticed... Since I put this ring on, mm-hmm. I'm desirable. <laughs> okay. I'm, dude, I have been hit on by so many girls. I bet. You want an example? Sure. I went to Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> listen. Okay. I went, to Harbor, I went to Harbor Freight. Yeah. Wednesday night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I needed a special socket. I go in, get my stuff, put it on the counter. The lady behind the counter goes, I really like your nose ring. I was like, 
Keep it in your pants, lady. Jesus. I'm freaking married. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Like, stop. Whoa, Whoa a little strong there, Coming aren't you? way strong. I was like, Jesus, all these people around, too? Oh, my God, that was bold. Wow. Yeah, so I basically just kind of had to set her straight. Like, I appreciate it. Hey, listen here, you hussy. Yeah. It ain't happening. Keep it in your pants. And the way she said, would you like a receipt? I was like, stop! God, you do this to everybody coming in here? So, and then I went to Long John Silver's, and she said, when Do she you said, want the four piece? Or the well, well, she couldn't see me, but when I got to the window, she said, Do you want extra napkins? I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, it's all these it's, women are just flocking to you. Yeah, and you know what's, listen. <laughs> Everything worked out how it was supposed to. Okay. Uh-huh. I married the perfect woman. <laughs> but I remember years ago, <laughs> like we'd go to these parties and we'd hang out with all these girls or whatever. And girls would always tell me, they're like, oh my God, I just love you so much, Knox. And I was like, hey, thanks, you know? <laughs> and they're like, I want to find a guy that's just like you. <laughs> and I'm like, the most kind of backhanded yeah. compliment you can I'm get. Like, just like me. But, a but little not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm right here, you know. Yeah, so that used to get thrown out around a lot, which was bullshit. Well, um, we ready to wrap this bitch up? I suppose we can. You got anything else pressing uh, you can think of? No, I just Any got updates? Nothing I can think of, man. I just got to think of our movie for this week. Yeah, and we're almost getting into Christmas territory. Yeah, unfortunately. Dude, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. I have surprises for you. Okay. Okay, so I have two. What's up? It's not the Beatles. Okay. But I saw this, and you're the first person I thought of. And it's nothing crazy, but I think you're really going to like it. (laughs) Miles Davis Funko Pop, people. (laughs) You're a Miles Davis fan. Oh, yeah. That'll fit in good with your... Yeah, my collection upstairs. What did I get you last year for... Oh, I got you the doors. You got me the doors, yeah. Dude, they have a Blink-182 one now at Walmart. And I, Dude, they probably have them in every band. I was I was hoping to find a Beatles Funko Pop. Okay, now the second surprise is not here. Okay. Uh, but it's probably the biggest. So every year for work, we do this like health initiative uh-huh. where you log your steps and you get points and whatever. And then yeah. you spend them on Amazon and stuff like that. So they had to be uh, spent by, like, next week. So usually I would buy Christmas gifts with them. Yeah. But I ha- we haven't drawn names yet this year, so I don't even know who yeah. I'm buying for. So I got us <laughs> a pretty bitchin' new podcast desk. Oh, hell yeah. Cashed in my <laughs> points. Yeah. So it's like kind of like an L. Okay. So I figured you could have one yeah. whole side and then I have one whole side and then in the middle we could put the beers but then we you could decorate your side with whatever yeah or, yeah yeah so I'm thinking that when that comes in maybe we should kind of get a little bit more serious about maybe moving the studio over to yeah we're gonna need more Kel- space Kelsey's spot <laughs> yeah because I'd like to get you know once we get the film stuff figured out it'd be kind of nice to have yeah uh, something some decor yeah something better than some, oh, concrete walls oh, also I had a couple leftover points. Uh-huh. Ordered a couple movie posters. Oh, sweet. 
I'm not going to tell you. I'm not okay. going to tell you. Okay. But I, but I did see this, and I think whoever's listening, if uh, you want to buy us a Christmas gift or maybe get a, my name this year in our little friends thing, they have this poster you can buy. Uh-huh. It's called, like, The 100 Greatest Movies You Should Watch. And then you scratch off oh, a square. You like scra- oh, it's like a scratch off. Yeah. So you might scratch off one, and it says, like, Shawshank Redemption. Dude, that would be kick ass. Wouldn't that be cool if, yeah. if, if we're stumped, like, oh, I can't think of a movie this week. Let's just scratch, scratch one, one off. off. I think that'd be kind of... Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be kind of neat. So uh, there was that. I wanted to go on a rant about fat people, but... Well, <laughs> actually, just re- I'll make it quick. So I went to Walmart. Uh-huh. And... Because I like Legos. <laughs> and Christmas is coming up. Yeah. So it's like the best time. They're getting new Legos in. Some asshole... <laughs> has ruined it for everybody and has been stealing Legos. So, so they're they put under in... lock and key now. Oh, shit. You know how hard it is to find anybody that works at Walmart anyway that yeah. has the right set of keys? That is so true. You'll be in electronics, you'll want a video game, you got to walk clear down to automotive <laughs> and ask somebody if they can unlock the case. Well, they don't have the keys, so they're going to try to call or someone they'll who radio does. in. Yeah. They'll be like, all right, So just now, right here. if I want to go get a Lego set, I have to... <laughs> Have them radio it in. Uh, but what brought up the fat issue with me uh-huh. is I wanted to, I didn't want to buy any. I just wanted to look. And there's two fat people on the little scooters <laughs> just taking up the aisle. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'll wait it out. Dude, they were there for 35 minutes. Jesus. I am assuming they were waiting for somebody with a key to unlock a Lego set. Oh I don't God. know. But I'm just looking at them and I'm getting pissed off because I'm like, <laughs> Unless you legitimately have a, have a disability. Yeah. Wouldn't you think if you're that fat, you couldn't walk to the back of the store? Don't you think that'd be good for you to walk <laughs> to the back of the store? Get some blood flow going. Like, good Lord. And it's so annoying to me. And this might be a controversial take, although it shouldn't be. We live in a dangerous time where everybody's like, it's okay if you're fat. Love yourself. Oh my God, die at 35. <laughs> like, shut up. That is so dangerous. <laughs> like, you got Lizzo on TV saying, you know, big is beautiful. And it's like, to a certain point. But when you have to weigh yourself on the same scale that the semis use, <laughs> it's probably not good. And you shouldn't be telling kids that's good. When we were kids, there used to be this whole initiative. Remember, the NFL would do. 60 minutes of play a day yeah, and yeah, yeah. all this stuff. It's hard enough to get kids to go outside and play right now anyway because mm-hmm. of how awesome video games are and cell phones and computers. Yeah. And now you're going to have you're going to make fat people so famous that they have this platform to tell children just be fat. <laughs> go to McDonald's 20 times a day. Get the frick out of here, dude. Anyway, that's my little rant, but it really started with the Lego frustration. <laughs> but it's just too dangerous. Stop teaching kids to be fat. <laughs> and if you're fat and you're an adult, fine, I guess. You know, you you you, you know understand you understand the hazards of it. Huh? You, you can understand the you know, as an adult, you can understand the what can happen. Yeah. Yeah, like you get what ha- can happen. Yeah. And also, isn't that uncomfortable? I'm sure. I don't know. We watched 600 pound life the other day and the guy's like uh it's just my life's been miserable because i don't even i can't get out of bed and i'm like yeah maybe you should have got out of bed like a couple years ago when you still could mm-hmm. because when you have that much fat it's a lot easier to burn like you yeah lose it a lot you quicker. lose it quickly oh my god but anyway hey, all anyways, right we're gonna sign out of here yeah sorry i 
mixture of tired and <laughs> pissed off. But yeah, I'm stoked when that table comes in. I think we should set up in the new studio. Yeah. And we'll get it running. But anyway, thanks everybody for the support. Go follow the TikTok page, CND's Booze Reviews. Give us some likes, uh, some ratings on the Apple, yep. Spotify, wherever you get We're your podcasts. Pretty much on every platform, I think, that you can get yeah. podcasts. At the wedding, it was cool. I appreciate everybody who came and came up to us and yeah that was, that was pretty neat it was so. uh ta- it's funny because some of my family or friends that maybe you hadn't met yeah they're like that's the other guy yeah yeah that was me so a lot of people came up to us that i was surprised that uh yeah it's cool man we're fans too so we really appreciate all the support we wouldn't be able to do this every week without having people to listen yeah so, uh check back in next week yeah. Chase will pick the movie. Yep. You got any ideas of maybe what you want to do? I'm going to have to sit down and think about it. Dude, I was thinking about that. It's getting kind of tougher because, listen, there's plenty of great movies out there. Yeah. But because we're breaking it down and talking about it, you want to find a movie that's got some substance. It yeah. isn't just like, you don't want like Talladega Nights. Like, it's a great movie. <laughs> You'll watch it all the time. But it's like, how do you talk about it? Yeah, you know? yeah. But, all right, well, next week we'll have a good episode. We're making big uh, moves over here. Hopefully sound quality. I thought last episode was a lot better. Yeah, it was a lot better. Hopefully we got it figured out. But let's go uh, watch some football, Uh have some beers. But, all right, cheers, buddy. Love you, dude. Cheers. Love you, buddy.